Welcome to Mysteries and Mysteries and Mysteries. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is an Endless Loop podcast. Yes, we have entered the end of the Rivervale event with an episode that kind of actually does explain the stuff. It explains it <laughs> as much as anything could. In Yeah. Um, just, just right off the bat, because we... We are, I think, the Mean Riverdale podcast. Yeah, we're not nice. <laughs> I want to begin by saying I think I legitimately like this episode. I don't think it solved any of the out-of-universe problems we had with Rivervale as a storytelling device. Um, but I liked a lot of the stuff about it. I liked the way it was set up. I liked the explanations. It still has the problem that we faced in the last episode of we gotta go fast, we don't yeah, have time. There is a lot. Um, I mean, they there is a storyline that they truly could have cut, but it was so fun. I mean, this is also the 100th episode of Riverdale, and that is a plot point. <laughs> it sure is, and they do 100th episode things. They bring back a lot of people. What I will say is, admittedly, this is probably the best version of a hundred episode retrospective um that I've ever seen. seen done. Yeah. Like it's it's not a clip show, but it has that remember this vibe to it. But they do it in a way where I'm like, I do remember that. Yeah, and, and I did like that. Yeah, and they do it in a cool way that doesn't feel like, well now we hey Remember all the times of... <laughs> now, I know they couldn't get everyone. There are a couple people where I wish we had seen one of them. Yeah. Like, I wish Brett would have turned up as, like, a best friend. <laughs> a best friend to Jughead. And Jughead's like, no, we hated each other. We were nemesises. I think the or, problem like, is that he's one not... of the Charleses. I think the problem is that I think he's not in Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Or, Maybe. like, one of the Charleses would have been cool. Yeah. It's, as um, a part of Betty's family. Yeah. I think what we would run into is that it's just, once again, we don't have time. Oh, no, I know they don't have time. I'm just yeah. saying, like, if I was going to get characters, I wanted a Charles. I wanted, yeah. you know, and when I say one of the Charleses, I mean Charles Orchick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wanted one, one of those you mean, Charleses. You mean one, really, what you mean is one of those chicks. I wanted one of those chicks. Because they're both chick. Only one is Charles. <laughs> Or, you know, I did want Brett, or I wanted, a, you know, this would have been a good episode for Moose to be in, or Midge. <laughs> Instead of that weird one-off last season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And it's, I, I understand why. I'm just like, oh, I wanted even more of the cool thing you did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh my god, can you imagine if they had gotten Chad Michael Murray and they had kept it a secret, but he was actually there? What if Chad Michael Murray was... There instead of Hal. Aaron, I don't know how to tell you I'm not into Chad Michael Murray as much as you're into Chad Michael Murray. I'm just saying he was a big pull when they got him. Or, <laughs> oh man, if they could have somehow talked um, Skeet Ulrich into coming back. Man, if they could have brought Luke Perry back from the dead. But unfortunately they can't. Because this is... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually mean for that to lead into the <laughs> opening, but I've though. already started, so I gotta end it. It's just River- like Riverdale. We have to keep going. We cannot stop. <laughs> Riverdale, season six, episode five, The Jughead Paradox. The Jughead Paradox. This episode, like so many episodes, starts... With a corpse on the road. And also, it starts with 
a voiceover. A voiceover. Not a monologue. Which will eventually become significant. Um, and, <laughs> as it explains to us, the following actually happened. Yeah. Which is a weird <laughs> beginning, <laughs> which, okay. Um, which will also become significant. Yeah, kind of. Um, there's a body on a road and elsewhere with the vibe of somehow Palpatine has returned. Archie just somehow came back from the dead. Yeah, he is just sitting there drinking a scotch <laughs> on the side of his bed. Is he drinking a scotch? They were all drinking scotch. Oh, I thought he. I thought, <laughs> I thought some of them were having water. Um, anyway, so he's somehow come back from the dead. And as Betty explains, I think they both had a dream that the town sacrifi- sacrificed him. Betty says it. In fact, repeatedly, what we're going to get here is that people are waking up. The dead people yeah. are waking up. And the other person is saying that I had a dream. But the person who woke up knows the contents of the dream. Is what we're getting. Yeah. Um, the the Fangs and Tony one's really weird. Because Fang says, I dreamed you were drowning. And then Tony says, was I trying to hurt baby Anthony? And it was like, Tony. That's not what happened in your yeah, very explicitly, when you became La Llorona, you did not hurt baby Anthony. At no point did you hurt Tony. Come Tony. on. Tony, uh, you didn't hurt Tony. The Veronica one, <laughs> she really buries the lead, I think, being <laughs> like, hey, I had a dream about Casino. And <laughs> Reggie's like, and Reggie's- show me the devil? <laughs> Reggie is, let's be real, Reggie is not over what happened in his no, dream. No, Reggie says he was dragged to hell, so. And then then probably Nan- the funniest one. Is Nana Rose and Cheryl. Nana Rose is being like, hey, Cheryl, I had a weird dream. Cheryl's like, yeah, did we swap bodies? Was I Abigail? Huh? Hmm? Huh? Cheryl, we agree. That story made no sense. It's weird. Meanwhile, in a... Very striking sequence of events. Jughead wakes up in Archie's house. An explosion happens. Then he wakes up in the garage, and like his feet are are, are dirty, dirty. And then he's then he has to go return back to his apartment. And in even though that's so weird, the weirdest part is Tabitha's just sort of like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" I'm like, what? look at look at his his look at his bare feet. No, he vanished in the middle of the night. Tab, I guess what. She- <laughs> and then she asks him if he was up all night writing, which leads me to believe Jughead vanishes in the middle of the night a lot. Well, he he had to brick up his uh, writing room. So now he just has to wander Maybe. the town. Um, no, that happened in a dream, Kevin. Okay, no, well, oh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> so what, but she thinks he's just nervous because this is his first day back at teaching. And so he heads over to Riverdale High. And, he, and don't you forget about me from the Breakfast Club starts playing. Mm-hmm, and he sees... A, a same sequence of events because he sees everybody as students. He sees Kevin, Veronica, and Betty. He sees Archie with, with Miss Grundy. And he, Archie winks at Jughead. Look, there is a lot of uncomfortable <laughs> winking in this episode, I'm just going to say. And then Cheryl is a cheerleader. Tony is there and cool. Uh, Reggie is mean to Jughead. Yeah, which I think is also could be modern day. This is true. Reggie and, really goes up and down. But then... He sees himself in his old beanie. Yep. Yep. And, and then he goes to the bathroom. Yep. He's got to flash some water on his face. And a man, a grown man, <laughs> I did not recognize. 
Well, I mean, yeah, thank God Jughead says that as Benjamin Button. Here's what I'll say about the actor who played Benjamin Button. All these other actors kind of kept that air where they could still play high school students. Ben Button is a a full-grown man. Now, I like how they don't explain why this full-grown man is in this high school. Because he is playing the grown-up version of Ben Button. Is he? Yes. I think he's supposed to be playing the student version. No, I think he's playing the grown man. He could be a teacher. They're all teachers, Aaron. They are. Yeah, in this episode especially, everyone's a teacher. Um, But Jughead's like, hey, you fell out a window. And he's like, no, Mr. Chipping fell out a window. Cue our first, like, cut back to that. And Jughead's Uh, like, well, yeah, but you did it first. He's like, no, I did. By the way, here's here's what schizophrenia is. Bye! And then Ben leaves. Um, Jughead will not follow (laughs) up on that. Ben is very weird. Uh, So bless him, I guess. Yeah, you know what? Good for that actor. He came back to the show. (laughs) Yep. Now we have to set up a few things, few, I guess, facts. Uh, Fact one. Jughead learns, this is not what a fact is, Archie and Betty are getting married. That's a fact. That's a fact. This weekend. Yes. Fact two, Jughead is the the best man. He is the best man. Reggie's heart must be broken. (laughs) Shattered on the floor. Why not me? (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Betty gets a call from Coroner Curdle. Who's yeah. Still, yeah, so Colonel has doctor. returned to his original status yeah. as coroner, He's a coroner, not OBGYN and folk remedy doc. Just ge- general practitioner who's very involved. Uh, and he's like, "Hey, Betty, who boy? I found Jughead Jones's corpse." And Betty's like, "Nope, I can see Jughead." And that's when we find out fact three: Colonel um, is not invited to the wedding, and he is. Upset about well, it. It is implied that he has called Betty before it is and impl- been upset about it. it. <laughs> um, so Jughead hearing that, yo, you found my body, goes to see Curdle and his corpse. And we see the body for the first time. And it's and he is the narrator. Like yeah. he has the narrator slick back hair, which we've only ever seen with the narrator. It's Jughead too. It's Jughead. It's the second Jughead. And, and as, as they're like that close to each other. The lights, they flash, and the glass, it breaks. And then Dr. Curdle has apparently been doing some reading on the side. He's like, it's a paradox. <laughs> and Jughead's like, okay. Can I have his personal effects? I will. I appreciate how quickly most people get immediately into the, oh, this is a parallel dimension. Like, Yeah, they really lean into it. There's not a lot of hemming and hawing. There is a weird amount of it just moving on with their life. Kevin? They don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's just that, like, okay. Well, this is Rivervale, so this is not Riverdale. So they are not held by the beliefs in no magic well, no, that our world is. Here's what I think it, well, no. The thing, the thing is actually about Rivervale, vale, I'll say is completely wrong, is that none of them actually believe in folklore stuff. Like that's. Not, I know, that was just in one story. N- it's, n- that's, even though, it's not even on that story. There's never been a story, I think, where they've been. Okay, well... <laughs> I mean, narrator Jug had explicitly told us that in the nightmare where Archie was sacrificed, the town believed in folklore. Yeah, but I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> I think he was wrong. <laughs> the point I was making yeah. is had nothing to do with a town that believes in folklore. The point I was making is that River Vale is not our world. What I think it is, is that, so, I mean, at this point, it's very clear. This is parallel dimensions. Yeah. Um, 
and we're sort of going to go through this line where the pale dimensions are kind of intersecting and weird things are happening. Yes. I think what's happening is that all their minds are being constantly pushed back to, to the status quo. Right. And only Jughead can see through it. And he says that repeatedly. Why am I becoming aware of an alternate dimension? And everybody else who learns about it is just sort of like, well, that's weird. Anyway, I got things to do. I mean, Jughead is being forced to confront it because Jughead number two was strangled on the lonely highway. And I yeah. think when you, once you see yourself. Well, but he was noticing it beforehand. He he saw oh, he, was. he saw the dimension where the, he saw everyone as like kids. Well, as do well. you think that's because there was two Jugheads? Because up until that point, there wasn't duplicates. I'll, anyone. I'll get to why I think that is, but it requires reaching the end. Um, so he learns that he was strangled to death. Jughead learns that yeah. Jughead was strangled to death. Yes. on the lonely highway. So he goes there and he gets this really cool visual. So he sees the sign, the Rivervale sign, yeah. and it says, Rivervale, there's no place like home. Yeah. And then he walks around to the back of the sign, and, and the reverse... is the So it's it's the Riverdale sign, but, but it's it the is, back of it. It's mirrored. Yeah. Yeah, it's mirrored. Um, and like I think it says, like, the home of Pops or something. Yeah. There's no I... place like Pops. I can't remember what it is. Um, and then... He like he like looks at Jug he looks at Dead Jughead's effects and there's a comic of Riverdale that that's at this I think it, I think this is ni- the 99th issue called so the Jug or so the hundredth issue called the Jughead Paradox. So it's actually River Vale. Vale, yes. So Jughead, remember remember when we were mocking those weird comic <laughs> books? The reason that they exist and the reason that it's weird is because ta- or dimensional stuff. He realizes that is weird. He looks at the comic books. They're they're Archie comics for the TV show, I yeah. should clarify. So they are Riverdale comics, and each comic, yeah. each issue of the comic, is an episode of Riverdale. Yeah, like we see the Touch of Evil as the first one, which is yeah. where he starts reading it from. And he reads the all 100 issues. And then the coolest image I think I have seen on Riverdale, and also in some modern media is as he's reading the comics and then he reaches uh, the point the, where the he's at. paradox. He looks in the page and it's an infinite like page of him looking at into is like comics all the way down. Yeah. So it, it's an infinite image of his hands holding the comic book, looking at the comic book page yeah, of his hands just, holding the comic book, yeah, just spiraling into infinity. And it is such a cool image. And then he flips to the <laughs> next page <laughs> And because he hasn't done anything yet, the next page and the ones that follow yeah. are blank. Yeah. Uh, so he gives um, – Tabitha, Tabitha comes home mm-hmm. and he's like, look, I have a theory, Tabitha. Yeah. I read these Riverdale comics in um, episode says, 94. It yeah. ended with a giant explosion. And then suddenly in episode no, 95 – 95. It's 95. 95 it's, starts with the explosion. Yeah, because it's 6, 7, 8, 9, and 100. Yeah. Our River Vale. Right. Anyway, he has Ta- Tabitha to read the comic books. Yeah. And she reads all 100 issues as well. And she's like, this is weird. And Jughead says that as she read, she remembered things that she had forgot happened in their life. But the comic book <laughs> reminded her those things this, happened. I want to say, the, the way they say it is that recent events are clearer and older events are hazy. Which I think is supposed to imply that, like, yeah, as they go on, they for, they forget, like, earlier things yeah. that's Riverdale and not Rivervale. Yeah. I think that's just a, a little nod to the fact that the, how much the writers retconned season one. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> they're like, there's things that happened in this first and second season that I think just completely changed later on. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. So Jughead 
follows this up by going on a journey throughout the town. He begins his tour of the characters, bringing them comic books. So first, he's like, I had to ask Betty and Archie a really important question. Do you remember being exploded? <laughs> and they they don't remember that, but they do remember that Archie had a dream about an explosion. I'm like, wait, but was that dream not within your other dream? Yes. Like, Unless it wasn't. At what point in episode one did that become a dream? Interesting. Hmm. Once again, I think it's just parallel dimensions colliding. Uh, then he goes to uh, Veronica and Reggie. And Veronica's like, new what? fact about the world. Veronica's father is not a villain in Rivervale. He died before Hakinsonera. And I don't want to get into logically all the things that would change, which I think is actually less than you would expect. Because Hermione would still move 15-year-old Veronica back to her hometown. Yeah. Uh, and they never would have lost their money. And then Jugga gets into this thing where he's like, but then who's the big bad? He gets really stuck on... If Hiram isn't, like, the big bad of Rivervale, who is the big bad? And my first thought was Cheryl. My th- first thought was also Cheryl. And he will go see Cheryl next. But before he does that, <laughs> right. a nod towards the best plot of this episode comes. Yep. Archie, or Reggie's reading the comics, and he's like, hey, how come in the early ones I look different? I'm handsome, but different. <laughs> and Veronica's like, maybe they're bad at drawing. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares about you, Reggie? You're not a mean character. She is. Veronica's really mean to Reggie this episode. Veronica is extremely mean. I would say she's double mean to Reggie. Mm. Uh, so they like, have you shown this to Cheryl? And it's really weird that they're like, hey, Jughead, you shown this to Cheryl? I'm like, why are you being so weird about it? Well, we'll find it's out because why. because they remember something that Jughead doesn't because parallel dimensions. In River Vale, Jason Blossom, he's alive. He's not dead. For he the... also does exist. So what? once again, that was yeah. a dream. For the first time ever, they pay the actor who plays Jason <laughs> Blossom to say lines. And it's, hey, Jughead. <laughs> and then he asks Cheryl to do some tennis. Yeah. He winks at her, and it's very unsettling. <laughs> Everything about them is unsettling. It, truly. It's worse when and, it's worse when Jason talks. And I love when Jughead's like, but that doesn't make any sense. Your entire life was defined by your loss of him. How can we hit this moment right now and you as you are without that? He's like, there was a memoriam. I remember this. And Cheryl's like, shut up, you hobo ghoul. <laughs> and that hobo ghoul does not, I mean, he does shut up, but he also goes to the high school and looks at his yearbook. Yeah, and Jason is dead in the yearbook. Yep. The collision of parallel universes. And Jughead's like, oh man, I gotta learn about parallel universes. (laughs) So what am I- Only one thing to be done. (laughs) Go to the school library. (laughs) But oh no, seven years ago, someone named Dil- or someone- Yeah. Checked out that book. Yeah. Uh, the only book about parallel okay. universes. This sequence this sequence of events is very strange. I can explain it away by the by this, which is I think the universes are currently colliding. Because <laughs> what this teacher does is she's like, Oh yeah, the philosophy of parallel universes was checked out seven years ago by Dilton Doily. And Jug is like, Oh no, he's dead. And she's like, No, he's not dead. 
He's like, well, then why physics. did you get the book back? Yeah, especially because he is the physics teacher at the <laughs> high school. She could just walk down the hall and get her book. Go get the book back. <laughs> so the universe literally collided halfway through that scene. That's after I imagined. We did skip over oh something really awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to get to that. So Veronica is feeling weird because in a different universe her dad died. <laughs> and I should what? feel bad for her, but I hate Veronica. Uh, I mean, her dad died in this universe. Oh yeah. I, she 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 feels weird because in the different universe, her dad was a bad guy. When in this universe, he was also a bad guy. But she didn't know. She just didn't know. In this universe, she never overheard her dad saying that she should have been a son. That is true because that was at her keen. Yes, keen and Aaron confirmed yeah. were two different events. Yes, we saw the confirmment. We did not see the keen and the Aaron. In this universe, she never found out she had a sister. <laughs> think Hermosa would show up at some point. In this universe, Reggie tries to be gross to make Veronica feel better. Well, but then there's a knock, knock, knock on the door. I don't want to say Veronica wants that, but she really turns that situation into being like, man, we learned ourselves a, we learned we're in a parallel dimension. I'm so sad about that. Let's have sex. But yes, they are interrupted. They're interrupted by original Reggie. Yes, first Reggie arrives. With all the with all the <laughs> swagger of a man who believes he should be there. Hey, babe, did you miss me? <laughs> I'm first Reggie. <laughs> Parallel <laughs> universes colliding. Um, so uh, back with Dilton. Uh, um, Dilton, by the way, now has long hair. Very long hair. Very long hair. He also has a teaching assistant. Who is Ethel. Now... The show does know this is a high school, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't want to pick holes because it's Rivervale. But I was very taken aback by the fact that high school physics teacher Dilton Doily had a teaching assistant. I think think what it should be is she's a student teacher. Because she went to university slightly later. He called it, yeah. yeah. Aaron, she had a very rough high school. Did she? Cult, I think, is still canon. He mentions he does the say cult. It's a town of cults. Yeah, he mentions the cult. Um, but now, griffins and gargoyles, not a thing. Uh, he also mentions griffins and gargoyles. But Ben never died because of griffins and gargoyles. W- once again, the thing the thing is that all of this stuff is 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 both true and untrue all at the same time. Anyway, mm-hmm. Ethel's here. She's a teaching assistant. I wrote I wrote down that well. She must be the big bad because that's what Aaron has always been. Ethel's the bad person. I know. Don't don't trust her. Ethel is the big bad. Definitely not Dilton, who believes Jughead. <laughs> and he knows a thing or two about parallel universes. Now and he- before you can ask why, he continues. Now, he points out that most parallel universes are either an exact copy or a mirror image, like the mirror universe in Star Trek. <laughs> As we've been... Okay, that's something that Aaron added. <laughs> yeah, but something that Dilton should have said. Uh, and then he points out what we have been pointing out all season. This is neither. Yeah. This it's, is a weird middle thing. It's a weird warping. Um, but And Jughead's like, yeah, but I just, I feel like something bad's going to happen. And Dilton's like, nah, and you fine. De- you definitely shouldn't try to stop anything from happening. <laughs> I mean, look. The universe is definitely breaking apart, but, but stop trying to figure out the secrets of it. And then Jughead's like, but I know. I must know for a reason. The universe wants me to do things because I know things. Yeah. Also, there's another Jughead. What's yeah. that? A real paradox. Yeah, why have I become here? 
but they'll be like, nah, nah, don't worry about it's it. It's just an anomaly. Why would you worry about an anomaly in a parallel universe? Yeah, exactly. So the scientist that says don't worry about it is going to be proven wrong. So the Reggies try to grapple with the fact that there's two of them. Yeah. And Veronica doesn't like it. No, no, she'll go through an arc here. But the first thing they have to deal with the fact is that that's in, in pure sitcom uh, format. Well, well, there's the bachelor and the bachelorette party at the casino. Can't have both of you do? in town. I, I have a question that's never answered. Who do people think Reggie is? If they see, well, do they see both of them as Reggie Mantle? No, because second Reggie, or sorry, original Reggie, yeah. goes to the bachelorette party, and he's the stripper. I assumed everyone just thought Reggie was stripping for them. So that makes me deeply unsettled in the core of my being because Alice Cooper is at her daughter's bachelorette party yeah. and is very, very into the stripper. I uh, don't like it, Kevin. I don't like it. Yeah, he's a full-grown adult. Yeah, but she's known him since he was a child. Which, yeah, yeah. not I guess, closely. Maybe. <laughs> it's impossible to say. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. Other Reggie goes to the bachelor party. Yes. Um, and he loves Archie. Yeah. Now, Archie has some time talking with uh, Jughead. Um, and he's talking about how he still thinks about his dad. So cue clips of Luke Perry Andrews. At the dream wedding yeah. that he had when he was dying of being shot by a bullet. Yeah. As Archie says, uh, man, they really nailed it with some of those. Uh, those like <laughs> those flash, flash forwards. He, that's, how they, that's how they did the graduation. That's how they... <laughs> They have used that footage of, a lot. <laughs> I love how all of um, Luke Barry Andrews' dreams eventually just became Archie's dreams. <laughs> it's true. So, but he's like, I do dream. Like, I have this idea that he'll just, like, show up at the wedding. And it feels so... Because we know that Luke Perry is dead. So we know that Fred Andrews so, cannot. So they're not setting up for, like, a surprise <laughs> thing. Re- return. But they're setting something up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, also, Archie's bachelor party is pretty sad. He has three attendees because despite the fact that Kevin is his friend, Kevin goes to the bachelorette party. Aaron, clearly Veronica set these up and she really focused. She only cared about the bachelorette party, which she would get to go to. She's just like with the bachelor party. Yeah, I don't know. Go to the casino. Also floor. be at the I casino. I don't care. I don't care. Now, this, this party's for me. It's true. The presumably maid of honor. I'm the main character. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, she thinks she is the main character because after the parties, she's dan- she wants to dance with the Reggies at her house. house. And she does talk original Reggie into dancing with her. The second I see her dancing, I'm just like, uh, she's going to push for a threesome. She, she's actually going to push for a thruple. Yeah, she wants them to be in a relationship. <laughs> but the Reggies... She she seems unaware of how humans definitely work. <laughs> uncomfortable this is for someone to be like, but that's me, but it's not me, but it's also me. I can't do this. And so the Reggies are unsure. They're not even that aggressive in this scene. And she is very mean to them. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they didn't want to, you know, get into this threesome immediately, she believes is a failing on their part. And she tells them that she is more woman than either of them can handle alone. Like, like you, you gotta deal with it. Like, oh... You need to deal with the fact that your that your boyfriend's dealing with that he has an exact copy of himself and he doesn't know if he's real anymore. Now we are led to believe that Veronica loves Reggie. Yeah, she does not act as if she loves him. 
because she acts like Veronica. Yeah. But how does this relate to me? <laughs> so uh, it's the day after yes. and teachers are all hungover. So I guess they had these bachelorette parties. On like a Tuesday? Yeah. That's yeah. sure. Well, because it's cheaper. Veronica needs to save the bookings for actual parties on the weekend. I would... Once again, not be surprised. 100%. Um, and then I think Tony says the line, who remembers in high school where we would party too hard and then skip class? And like that never happened. Not once. Not you, once. I don't think they ever partied that much. I think like constantly skipped class. But like, not because they were hungover. Like Cheryl and Tony skipped like months of school to go, 25 to, days or something. To go rob people. And also when they couldn't leave uh, Thistle House because yeah. they lived with a corpse. Yeah. Uh, but this is interrupted by terrible, terrible news. Oh, no. Jason was kidnapped by someone called the Black Hood. And notably, Betty doesn't know who that is. So, ooh, ooh. changes. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Jughead uses his comic book knowledge mm-hmm. to tell Archie, I know where Jason is because history's repeating itself. Yeah, Jason Blossom is at the White Worm. <laughs> but this time, the characters do something they have never done in their entire life. They ask a grown-up. They, well, I mean, that's when they are grown-ups. <laughs> yeah, but they ask a more grown-up grown-up to go with them. Aaron, I, 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 I don't mean I don't mean to disagree with you on this. I feel like Sheriff Keller is constantly calling like young kids to go with him on raids. Yeah, but this time they call the sheriff. <laughs> they get the grown-up. The grown-up doesn't get them. I like they live in the one world where the grown-up is like, yeah, you want to come on a police raid? Definitely, totally. But they're like, we shouldn't tell them. He might not let us come. Right? But in this world, they let he lets them come. Yeah. So they so they head there. Uh, they find Jason Blossom, and then they... The Black Hood just walks in with a pizza in his hand. So the show is truly combining <laughs> two two moments from Riverdale's past are trying to assert themselves here. Yeah. Um, the Black Hood goes to shoot Jason as he once shot Luke Perry Andrews. Yeah. But this time Sheriff Keller is there and he shoots first. Yeah. But who is the Black Hood? Ooh, who's the big bad of this of this timeline? It's Clifford Blossom. It's Clifford Blossom. Clifford, Bo- Clifford Blossom. Did they actually bring Clifford Blossom to be the Black Hood? I don't know. Like, it kind of looked like him. Yeah, it did kind of look like him. What else is he, what is he, what else is he doing? Uh, you're yeah. not wrong. Chugging right along, Veronica is getting ready for the rehearsal dinner, which will, of course, be a pop tate. Naturally. And she finds that the Reggies are full on wrestling. And she <laughs> explains to them to cut that she is done with this macho, toxic, competitive bullcrap, and she grounds them. You know, the way a girlfriend does. Yeah, the way that you treat two adult same persons. (laughs) Now, these two adult same persons are wrestling like children, but not once has Veronica been like, can we talk about how you guys feel about this? Hey, maybe we sit down and have a discussion about your feelings. Instead, she grounds, she grounds them. She grounds two grown same persons. Same persons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we head to the rehearsal dinner, and the first thing you notice, anyone Hal should notice. Hal Cooper is there. Hal Cooper is alive. He's Betty's dad. Him and Alice are pretty chill with each yeah, other. They appear to still be married and yeah. have a good relationship. And Hal, he's about to give his speech, and then, okay... I don't know how the sequence of events... No, actually, no, I do know how the sequence of events happens. Tony went to 
pick Cheryl up for the rehearsal dinner, I guess. Because it yeah. does seem that in the current reality that is being put onto Rivervale, yeah. which is fluid, Kevin and Fangs are a couple. Maybe? And Tony and Cheryl appear to be together. I don't know how we got there. No, she, no, she was in bed with um, yeah, Fangs at the beginning. But Kevin, it's always um, shifting. Oh, yeah, it is shifting. Uh, so, yeah, so she says um, she's dead, and it is Cheryl. She's been strangled. And as Jughead explains, that doesn't make any sense. The rules don't make any sense anymore. Why did she die? Yeah. Why was she strangled? That's not something any big bad I've read about does. Well, I mean, but Jughead was strangled. Jughead was strangled. Um, well, this, yeah, this is where he connects. He's like, I think that the, I think that the um, big heads, the big bad, the big head, the big bad is the same person who killed Jughead is killed Cheryl. And I'm like, is he trying to correct the big bad trying to correct the timeline and like messing like, things like, up. Like a blo- like a blossom has to die. Yeah, is the, what I was thinking. Now, hilariously, because he does say Riverdale's reality is trying to assert itself on River Vale. Yeah, that's not the funny part. The funny part is, and innocent people like Cheryl are dying. <laughs> and she did call him a hobo earlier, so yeah, that, I don't it, think she's a good person. That doesn't make her deserving of death. But she's not innocent. I don't think that. I think you took that with a hobo. I just still think that Cheryl must have done some things in this darker, <laughs> twisted universe. It's hard to tell. Maybe J- maybe Jason really evened her out. Maybe. <laughs> Jason does seem very kind. So Jughead makes a leap here, and he's like, well, there's one person who was like, hey, don't do anything. It's got to be Dilton. Dilton's got to be the big bad. So People are dying. He knows what's going on. He told me not to do anything. And as it turns out... He does know what's going on. He was wondering what would happen if the universes stayed combined and started doing this more. So they're unstable. They're bleeding into each other. And eventually, they will both explode. And he will have a front row seat to seeing the universes colliding. And then, I presume, die. Because he keeps saying, I will be the first person to document two parallel universes combining. Which, which... And I'm like, good, sir. Where is that <laughs> documentation going? I mean... Here's what I'll here's what I'll give him. He is a mad scientist. He is a madman. Um, which is maybe kind of what we've been seeing from Dilton in the past. Uh, he is a madman. He's like, I will see it and then I'll die. But you know what will happen before I die? I've seen it. And Ethel recognizes that her teacher lead is a madman. Yeah. So she poisoned his juice. I. Here's what I would have done, Eric. So he was like, they're combining, they're colliding. Riverdale's trying to force itself over her veil. Yeah. When he first started choking, I thought dead Dilton, who took the was poison, was poison- imposing itself like, over him. Like, like and, and and I don't care that, that that was just really good timing. I think that's a beautiful moment for him being like, I'll get to see the universes combine. I did all this. Look at me. Oh no, in the other universe, I'm dead. Yes, that's what I thought was happening, and I. Loved it. Until Ethel was like, I poisoned his grape juice. Like, like, shut up, Ethel. Shut up, Ethel. You I, did not. I'm going to choose to believe that you're lying. <laughs> Look, Ethel is the big bad. She was just trying to trying to take credit for the universe's moves. She does. Uh, yeah, because out of nowhere, she's like, I know how to save River. <laughs> River. No, she knows how to save Riverdale. Yes, yeah, she only knows how to save the prime universe, yes. which is Riverdale. Yeah. Um. All right, let's wrap up one of these storylines. So Veronica arrives home, and her house is in disarray. Oh, my God. It's pure chaos. They, she Grounding these two people together without actually, like, mediating their feelings turns it into... A double murder. <laughs> they both reached for different guns, 
and they both shot they different duel. guns at the same time. They had dueling yeah. pistols. And you know what, Veronica? Yes, <laughs> because it would be utterly traumatizing to have two of you. What did you think was going to happen? And I hate to correct you again. I think technically this is a suicide. Aha. <laughs> I'm just saying, I hate Veronica. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, Veronica. She literally looks at him and says, you dim, egotistical, narcissistic morons. I'm like, those are all things that can be applied to you. Because. I, look, look you're, you're not in charge of other people's emotions. But if you're in the relationship with someone and you see someone who is clearly having you're clearly problems. traumatized. And you, like, I understand it is a situation that nobody in the real world will ever have to deal with. I don't have to be like, well, you see, my cousin had to meet his exact duplicate at one point and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. She doesn't try. She no. just yells at them and berates them hey, and tries to seduce both of them at the same time. Like, like man. that's why she's not good with archie (laughs) she's like why is your mental health so poor get better this is exactly my feet this is exactly what she did in the dream when uh reggie's dad died and she was like reggie are we gonna get past your trauma every single episode was her being the worst to reggie from the first one where she's like he's jealous of archie when she forgot (laughs) to give him a an An office. office To the one she's like, where his dad dies. And yeah, she's like, but what about us? What about our relationship? What about me? Are you going to be sad a lot? And then the third episode, where, I mean, to be fair, I mean, he's, he's he, not great. Yeah, admittedly in that one, he did also try to sell her, though it's hard to tell because I did, did not direct <laughs> Well, uh, uh, But she does sell him to the devil. She also never gave him an office. And she made him <laughs> sit under the photo of her. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we hate Veronica, but we don't have time to hate Veronica. So Jughead and Ethel are going through what will become the plan of the episode. What they need to do is they first – well, first they figure out what they think were the circumstances of the creation of this universe. So there has not (laughs) always been a parallel universe. As we know, it did happen Mm -hmm. in issue 95. (laughs) Yeah, which was the explosion. Um, (laughs) And Ethel's like – Okay, a bomb under Archie's bomb bed under- is not big enough to create a universe. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm glad they put a little bit more work in than, than being that Hiram set up a super <laughs> interdimensional bomb. And Jughead's like, no, 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 no. It was just very convenient. Because there was good and there was evil. It was a, Yeah, it was a conflict of, of events. It was the collision between good and evil. Then there was Betty and Archie's love. There was Hiram's hate. I was writing, which is creation. There's an explosion, which was destruction. There's palladium. Which also is science. Cher- Also Cheryl's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl... In case y'all forgot, Cheryl cursed the town. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, this is weird nonsense, but... but it's not wrong. Okay. I mean, this is a world where a parallel universe was made. Yeah, exactly. Why couldn't it be that? So, as Jughead says, what they have to do is they have to accurately recreate the events of that night. Now, they will not. They will just do very specific things. Yeah. But sure. But you know what? Rules. What? Yep. Um, um, will they all die? Oh, they're going to cease to exist. Yeah, it, yeah. it's hard to say you die because, like, you never existed before. And they were and never you'll... supposed to exist. Like, they're aberrations. Yeah. And it will ca- it will kill everybody. And if they don't do anything, it will kill everybody in both universes. Like, billions and bi- They always say Riverdale and Rivervale. Yeah. These are two Earths. Yeah. Actually, 
I'm. Are the, I think there is. I think there's nothing outside of Rivervale. Yeah, I think there's an Earth and there's Rivervale. Yeah, I because I they call it a pocket dimension. Yeah. So I do like to believe that if anybody could ever walk outside Rivervale, there for some reason like it would reassert itself and they want to go back in and and like yes, uh, Sabrina came, but Sabrina came to serve a plot purpose. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, okay, well, we do this, like, like we do Betty and Archie, but they're like, well, no, nah, it seems like how we're going to convince to do that and put a bomb on her, blow up Betty and Archie. And then Jughead's like, wait a second, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback to the single moment Veronica once kissed Jughead when on they the were, s- when they were swimming and Jughead, because I mean, at this point, he's just on a roll of saying nonsense and asserting <laughs> it's true. It's like, uh. But what is Jughead and Veronica but a counterpart to Archie and Betty? And I'm like, what? Your own human beings? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and don't you need to be writing to recreate the event? Well, maybe someone else can be writing. <laughs> so Jughead makes his pitch to Veronica. And Veronica, who is Veronica. dealing with stuff, is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, he does describe Riverdale to Veronica, a town with cults and love, yeah. murders and cheerleaders. <laughs> and she's like, look, my boyfriends uh, uh, just killed themselves. I don't really want to go to a wedding. So, so let's do it during the wedding. Do it during the wedding. Uh, There's no way people will miss us. <laughs> the best man and the maid of honor. Yeah. Yeah. I, they didn't. I, well, I guess their presumption is that if this is just going to end the universe and worst case scenario, we're just going to die. Or It's yeah. not going to matter. <laughs> it's not going to matter. So Jughead heads home, and uh, which is Archie's home, yeah. uh, to look through the yearbook, which is the... What, it's it's the, the Riverdale Dale. yearbook. Yes, yeah. The, the facts in it are the Riverdale facts. And Jughead knows he didn't actually experience those things. Those things are forced upon him by the universes colliding, but, but weird... he still feels nostalgic for them. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then, then Archie arrives home. And Archie's like, dude, you literally didn't come to my wedding. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were going to do, because guess what? I'm the big bad. I killed Veronica so she couldn't make out with you and be the, exploded. The one murder that makes sense. Actually, I'll give him one and a half. <laughs> he killed Jughead, the narrator. To stop For him some reason. From, well, I assume to stop him from narrating, because what if he told real Jughead the things he was narrating? I guess so. Um, and then he killed Cheryl for a reason he'll never explain. He had to. <laughs> had to. But he says it's fine because everybody comes back in Riverdale, which is True. True. Everyone does come back, and he's just waiting for his dad to come back. It's honestly very sad. And I think it does make sense for him to reach this point, because going back to uh, episode one of this arc, mm-hmm. he he says, I do remember the explosion, which is yeah. true. He, he remembers the explosion. He was there when the universe was created, yeah, and so, he experienced it. Yeah, so he him being like, I actually understand how this world works makes sense. And it also makes sense that he wouldn't have shared it because he's trying to achieve a goal. Yeah. So then Archie decides, I need to try to kill you. And then something I don't agree with. He headbutts Jughead and they wrestle a lot. No, no. After that. Oh, when Betty arrives. When Betty just shoots him in the head. It's okay. Everyone comes back in this universe. No, but Betty doesn't know that. Well, she, (laughs) no, she might. Because she was also, okay. 
Things are a little bit weird because Betty was also there at the creation of the universe. She says that something clicked, but I I can't imagine what. Okay, here's here's what this between this and the episode one where she sacrifices him makes me not think the relationship is great. Betty is ready <laughs> to pull the hardest ripcord on this relationship if it comes down to it. <laughs> I mean, she has to know, though, because she was also there. I don't okay, know. <laughs> if the argument is that Archie knows the truth of the universe because he was there for the explosion. I don't know. Just because we saw him have the dream. Um. Anyway, so she's like, okay, I guess you and me are going to be the ones who make out on top of a bomb. And I would say that Betty and Jughead are the like they are the mirror side yeah. of Betty and Archie. So yeah. this is correct. Always Betty though. Always <laughs> Never Betty. Veronica. Uh so they're about to they're about to make out, the time's ticking down, and then boom, door kicks open and narrator Jughead comes in. And he's like, wait, Hang I on. know how to separate the universes. <laughs> Hold up a second. I think I know how to get this dealt dealt with. Betty, disarm with the bomb, will ya? And Betty's like, I don't know how to do that. And he's like, oh you didn't read the comics. <laughs> this is the last flashback we get and i love the final the clip the last the final clip we get is is the reminder of the time betty disarmed a bomb as a child it was the one that was attached to polly and he's like you do know how to disarm a bomb you did it to polly so please get it done uh and then he explains he did die and when he died he went to the great pops in the sky i love this (laughs) scene so the great pops in the sky is Pop is Pop Tate's Diner, but it also sells comics. <laughs> That's what's different. Everyone's dressed in their... 1950s comic book garb. Yep. Uh, and, he, and, you know, he's, he's there. It's all you can eat. Everyone's hanging out. It's great. And he discovers a special edition comic. So this special edition is like issue 95.5. Yeah, it came out between the two. Um, where he essentially learns how to... Fix the problem. He says that what happens is that when they separate the universes, Rivervale dies because it doesn't have a power. It's drawing power from the prime universe. Yeah. So unless a new power source can be maintained, it will inevitably die. So they need a new power source. And what's the greatest power in the world? Imagination. Just like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory tells us. Well, the explosion is destruction. So what the opposite of that was, which is what Jughead actually said originally. Yeah, he was right. Creation. So what the needs be is that Jughead will become the power generator for, for stories. So first Jughead. Yeah. Jughead one, we'll call him. Yes. The character in the show. Yeah. Um, he is going to power the universe by writing the stories that fuel the universe. Which seems to be the four stories we've seen of this universe. It's vague, because later he'll say, boy, it's a good thing I have a lot of ideas. But I think he has those four. Um, but, unfortunately, he has to go into complete isolation. Yeah. Because both 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 Jughead 1 and Jughead 2 yeah. are Jugheads who live in Rivervale. Yeah. Neither of these are Riverdale Jugheads. Yeah. Um, and as Jughead explains, like because he's like, well, someone else do it. Like, no, no. I live both inside and outside the story. Which is what we mentioned because it was so weird that there's a narrator Jughead and a story Jughead. And this is the explanation why. So s- narrator Jughead yeah. can't write because he's no. a narrator. He's narrator. A writer. Yeah. So he's going to have to live as Jughead. Yes. Whereas writer Jughead, 
who actually was the character in the story yeah. is going to have to step out of the story to write the story. Yeah. Um, we know that Na- Archie killed narrator Jughead for some reason. That's actually never made clear. I have a theory, which we'll read to at the end. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're going to get this all set up. Uh, J- writer Jughead's going to go to the bunker, and he's just going to live there with... I suppose they said alone, Ethel will be there. And they say that he's going to be sealed in, but I don't think he's going to be sealed in now that Ethel has made herself a part of this. Yeah, He's Ethel's, just not allowed to roam around. It seems like Ethel has really inserted herself into a situation she should not be in. Classic Ethel. Classic Ethel. Uh, so, uh, in, on the other hand, narrator Jughead and Betty go upstairs and make out on a bomb. Now, Betty is quite upset about this at first. Yeah. But the Jugheads yeah. explain to her, you're going to forget about all of this yeah. because Jughead's going to write it out. Yeah, it'll rewrite upon itself. So I don't like so I don't like this because this seems like different than the way that things actually worked. Archie just reanimates. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I mean, they just cut that out. <laughs> because we don't need it. Yeah, because like, he it's comes to the door and he's like pounding. We know he's not going to get in because what is going on yeah. is what – Writer Jughead is writing. Yeah. And we know that Writer Jughead is not going to let Archie get into the room. The one thing I'll say is that I guess the idea – what this episode requires – I think it's very good. But it requires a whole lot of the audience filling in gaps that mm-hmm. I th- – and I think there's almost too many of them. The gap I filled in here is that this is to show that, Jug- that Writer Jughead needs to write dramatic things. Like he can't just write – Normal and they, stuff. And they went to the beach and they had a fun, good time and nothing happened. Like, yeah. Vinny's imagination needs to have – that's why this universe has um, folklore and it has magic and it has those Cheryl, things. who was never a Cheryl. Because it needs a lot of things like that. And because Jughead is continually writing at all times. Yeah. Sometimes he makes mistakes. Sometimes he doesn't flesh out his stories very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, as Ar- but as Archie vanishes and the bomb vanishes, Betty and Jughead return – to the main floor, and everyone just sort of like, hey, guys. It's just like a dinner party at yeah. Betty and Archie's house. I think it's a moving out party for Jughead, because yeah. they go right from there to Jughead moving into the apartment with Tabitha. With his comics. Meanwhile, in the, yeah. So they don't say, they don't mention this until right now, where Ethel says, you have set up, you have established the time loop. Which, so here's what I think. Here's yeah. what I think. I think that these four episodes of Rivervale, mm-hmm. these are the things the writer Jughead is writing. I, I'm willing to give them. He probably writes other things among there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think writer Jughead becomes narrator Jughead, at which point he is killed oh. by Archie. When and once he's killed by Archie, that is that's his cue. It's happening again. At which point he re- has to reanimate, come back in, do this, send his real world Jughead that he has written back to do the loop again. And then, he, and then they just switch. They keep swapping places. That makes sense. Um, I, the only reason I, I think that Or is, is he always creating new Jugheads and there's just like a rotating of Jugheads? The only reason I think that is because that would explain why Archie kills narrator Jughead is because he figures out he's the writer. And the reason, oh. that, Ar- the reason that he has to kill Archie in the first episode is because writer Jughead has figured out... Archie knows the secret of this universe. If I kill him in the first episode, he's out of the way for a while, which gives this universe more time. And gives then it, one would assume, theoretically, it yeah. has time to expand, which is why each time he writes, he can write little stories that happen between the stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
like if like if you want to expand on this, which I really hope they do not, um, maybe in books actually. Yeah, I, I um, hear it, or like some comics. Is the fact that like they have created this loop where he's like, and maybe he's like trying to figure out ways to stabilize the loop in a way that doesn't involve him constantly having to fight with Archie. Die. Like, like, like him and Archie are just in this like ever. And like, maybe he wants to find a way to help Archie. Like, maybe in Rivervale, eventually he will be able to write yeah. Luke Perry, Andrews. I mean, in books, in. he can. Exactly. <laughs> I would love if they wrote a book and he's aware that, like, I, I, I couldn't do movies. And I figured out that wasn't working. When I was referencing movies, it wasn't working. So I moved to a book. And when I could do a book, I could make anything I wanted. I wasn't constrained by actors. I wasn't constrained <laughs> by, by budget. So in a book, I could create Luke Perry. I would love if they released a book where a writer, where like it's that meta. <laughs> where writer Jug had figures out that in book form he can bring back. Riverdale, let me write a book for you. <laughs> um, anyway, so the time loop has been stabilized and they sort of mention man, I wonder what happened in Riverdale. With that explosion. And Jughead goes, yeah, we'll never know. Unless someone does something to change the events in Riverdale. Oh, man. I wonder who would do that. Cut to Riverdale. Betty and Archie are kissing. We hear typing in the background. Yep. Um, Betty's. So we hear the ticking. Yeah. But Betty's cell phone also rings. Yeah. And Archie says, do you hear that? Like he did before. But what she hears this time is her phone ringing. And when she picks it up, she gets, it's Jughead. It's Jughead. It's very garbled, but I think it's very clearly Jughead. Just go, like, Betty, you got to leave the house. There's, there's a, a bomb, bomb under the, the bed. bed. And so I guess they do. They appear to get out. Because a moment later, there's an explosion with Jughead in his, in Archie's garage. Writing. And, like, it's explosion. His ears are, like, all the windows shatter in. So... We are led to believe that Jughead, or sorry, that Betty and Archie got out. Yeah, because... We are led to believe that River Vale Jughead saved them, right? You know, River... No, yes, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened. He, he wrote in, in the moments before their time, like in those moments where the timelines touched, yeah. which is why his voice was so garbled, he essentially sent a message across <laughs> that sliver of time where the universes both coexisted um, to save them. And this, and is, this how, is... This is how River Vale is canon. This is canonical. <laughs> This, if you if you just cut Rivervale out and just watch Riverdale all the way through, there is going to be a moment where Betty gets a call from a jug from Jughead, Jughead. and gonna get out. And I think they gotta put in a scene where where Betty's like, "You you called me, it's like, I didn't call you." And do, are they just going to ignore that somebody called her? Here's, I think they are because it's Riverdale. Well, no, but here's the thing: they can't. I, I know. No, I think they have to. Yeah. I, I, as much as I'm like, as fun as it is, like, as much as I'm like, oh man, I think they do. I think it's it'll be better in the long run for them just to ignore she got a phone call and just be like, I have a guardian angel somewhere. Somebody anonymous me, save me. Maybe it's best not to think about it too much. Which yeah. I I will give them. I do agree. I think it's best not to think about that too much. So here we are. We've reached the end of Rivervale. Many of our questions were dealt with. Many of the things we didn't like. Yeah, the fact that it was weirdly vignette but also a serialized story is because it's literally being written by a guy who just needs exciting things to happen so the universe doesn't fall apart. And, you know, each episode being inspired by a different thing in popular media makes sense. <laughs> At a certain point, you're just like, I just got to rip off stories. <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Now, my problem that I brought up last week where yeah. I said we've spent too long here. I think like, so. Like, we have taken in these characters actions yeah. still exists 
uh, yeah, I think, as I said, I think a lot of the inside story things we were, like, confused about, like the vignette versus serialized yeah. and those things are all dealt with. But I also think that, like, it was too long and the whole big end reveal, which is a huge reveal and a huge thing about this entire mm-hmm. five-episode event, was not seeded through the other ones in well a way. enough. Yeah, I would have liked to see this episode actually take place over the five or the Five or four episodes or whatever it would have been. I mean, they had five episodes. Yeah. I wonder if they decided that. I mean, we don't have the behind the scenes. Uh, I would like to see it seeded through there more because as a, there's a lot of cool stuff in here, a lot of interesting ideas, but they did not have time. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, using um, Abigail last episode yeah. was still a mistake because people are going to forget what is what, is what Abigail. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, that's still a mistake. Veronica being like pretty garbage through all five episodes. We're never going to have not seen I'm gonna, Veronica be pretty garbage. This this is obviously just for me, but me but me learning Betty's ripcord function <laughs> for being like I am ready to eject from this relationship with murder as soon as she kills him twice. <laughs> I also with very little prompting on very both. little prompting. I also think you know the first episode being so much of what they're going to have to do yeah. in the rest of season six. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard to forget that we saw. I don't want to dwell on the Betty shooting, um, aren't you thing, but I do want to re- mirror it with the OC episode where uh, Marissa shoot it, shoots Trey and imagine Marissa just coming and kicking down the door and <laughs> shooting Trey in the head immediately. None of what you say, none of the her deciding what to do with the gun. <laughs> just pure speed and efficiency. Kevin, I love how you can't accept that Betty knows that Archie is the villain, but you can accept that Archie knows that people come back to life. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We, we all take different things from the media we consume. <laughs> it's just because all she says is something clicked. And like, I don't know, something with the, I, I obviously didn't write down her exact lines, but something with the lines she said, because I listened very carefully to see if there's anything that indicated that she like, understood the situation to a, enough of a degree to be like, I'm going to shoot my uh, husband in the head. He wasn't were married yet. They did not get married. He left her at the altar, and then, then she remembered they were in a parallel universe. Then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one last thing I want to give about this. Yes. Going back to earlier part, the thing about being nastier universe, I don't think it is. The, I think the clear, the purest version of River Vale is what we see in episode five, and River Vale is perfect. Yeah, it seems very nice. Hal's, Hal's alive. Uh, Jason's, Jason's alive. Jason's alive. Hal's not a serial killer. Clifford also may not have been a bad dude. Until because... the universe began to reassert itself. Yeah. Like, it seems like River Vale was actually perfect. It's the stories Jughead is about to write. And when River, when Jughead says River Vale is dark and twisted... He he also doesn't remember what is what, right? Like he yeah. doesn't remember what happened to Riverdale and what happened to him. Yeah, I I think, and I here's why I'm still fine with that, because I think Jughead is is right in that even like so, oh it's like in Jughead's perspective oh it's so nasty and twisted it's exactly the kind of thing I would write. It's so good. <laughs> like uh, here here's what I'm gonna say. I think he writes a whole bunch of stories. I do think at some point he kills Archie to get him out of the way because yeah. he knows he'll be the big bad. I think the four stories we see are him replicating the stories he knows has to happen. That's fair. I I 
there's a lot of rules we don't get into. They keep on mentioning rules, but I do believe, as Ethel implies, he knows there has to be a loop. Because he's not immortal. No. So he has to be like, like, at some point, I need to become myself. Yes. And I have to put, like, I'll become the narrator and the writer and the other and the other me will become the writer and will constantly be looping around each back other. and forth because that's what keeps the loop going. Keeps the loop going. That's what stains the universe. Uh, yeah, just a just a yeah. spinning generator. Uh this the story generator, if you will. Again, like we've been pretty harsh on this. Not this episode. Like we've been pretty <laughs> harsh on Rivervale. I'm I'm still not a fan of how it went through. Um it it ended on a high note, which is all yeah. you can say. Like, I just, you know, I think if this was a better show, we would have trusted them more. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> and we would have been like, okay, well, we accept the nonsense you're throwing at us. Sh- I, I still think they should have seeded in more. Because this episode went way too fast. And they wanted to do way too much. Like we've said a couple times, they had no time. <laughs> Aaron. Yes, Kevin. I thought this episode, did you find a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment when logic came upon itself, but it wasn't quite itself. It was its second self. Drama. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure which Reggie is drama and which Reggie's logic. It's hard to tell. I real I thought original Reggie should have been the one to go to the bachelor party because he's the one who loves Archie more. It's uh, true. But But yeah. I mean second Reggie has had so much more time with him. And we and once again, it's unclear. If people see them both as Reggie. I believe they do. So speaking of Reggies, <laughs> my CW moment is a Reggie. Yeah. Which is when original Reggie, first Reggie, is the stripper at the bachelorette party. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Was it what I said earlier that he loves Reggie <laughs> or he loves Archie more? Well, like, so who was the stripper before? The other two men who were there. But who was their leader? Because those are backup dancers. Those are backup strippers. <laughs> <laughs> they do not have leading man potential. <laughs> Look, you're not a Channing Tatum is what we're saying. Exactly. They're a other dude, Joe Maglioni. <laughs> yeah, yeah, other secondary characters from Magic Mike. I haven't seen Magic Mike in like 10 years. So I don't know who else is in that. Um, Kevin Nash? Oh, isn't, um, what's his face? Um, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Who's that actor? My my brain keeps saying Woody Harrelson, and the it's other not one. the opposite not, Woody Harrelson. Who's the, his his friend? Who's the other Woody Harrelson? <laughs> Those girls keep getting. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know why his name isn't going into my head. It's never coming. <laughs> anyway, him. him. We can't remember his name. That's Which is who insane. these dancers are. It's insane. We can't. He's remember so his name. famous. Yeah. It was Kevin, in a Lincoln commercial. Did you find a CW moment? I did. It's also the Reggies. Um, <laughs> Look, we and it love- was the fact that they killed each other in a duel. I mean, Jughead wrote it. <laughs> no, he... Uh, did he write... No, I... He I, has I, to have written No, no, it. no. Because he's already dead at this point. But then how does... This is pure Rivervale. So, these, oh, these so... Are the, these are the colliding of universes. This is where everything's raw. Right. So everything that happens in this episode... Like, he knows he has to die. Yeah. He knows he has to reanimate, yeah. become real-world Jughead, and real-world Jughead has to become writer Jughead. So he knows yeah. that has to happen. Yeah. But what happens while he's dead 
is different every time because yeah. different parts of the universe. I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it, okay. they, they fuse in different ways, which is why he like never really knows what's going on. He just knows how to. He just knows like I have like eventually they will they will reach the point where they figure out. Eventually, I will reach the point where I'll figure out the collision of universes, whatever makes it reach there. Yeah, yeah, because I do think that. Archie still could have potentially killed him the first time. The second time when he has resumed control and is writing, it's just for drama. True. Which means I could have also picked that moment, but it's hard to pick a moment that is dramatic on pur- that I believe is dramatic on purpose. Yes. He writer Jughead is doing it. Because it has to be dramatic. And you know what? He probably knows. Is this great writing? No. It's a little schlocky. But it'll yes. keep people alive. <laughs> I wonder if that's like the logic the writers of Riverdale have. They're like, I just gotta keep someone alive. <laughs> if I don't make it dramatic, they're gonna make me kill a character. <laughs> I think I'm gonna kill a real person. Uh, <laughs> um, Kevin, I have one final complaint okay. to wrap this up. Sure. Why didn't Kevin Keller have a real storyline? In all of these four episodes, they couldn't give five? Kevin five episodes. <laughs> they couldn't give Kevin Keller a real storyline. No, but but I mean, here's what I'll say. He did have a storyline every episode. Kevin Keller. He's always there. <laughs> Kevin Keller. Always around. He's always somewhere. The first episode, he was the guy who made phone calls. <laughs> the second episode, he, uh, what was the second one? It was La, La-, La Rona. Yeah, he was, oh, his, his job was to scold Tony. That's right. <laughs> and then the, third, the third episode, his job was to immediately fall prey to the devil. Imme- yeah, immediately sell his soul. And uh, in the fourth episode, he his was job an was, old-timey policeman. He was an every old time. Yes. And the current time. <laughs> he was always a policeman. <laughs> okay, the fourth, knowing that Jughead wrote and that he wrote the fourth episode, he, it just means, like, I, I'm not very good at coming up with names, so I just named everybody. <laughs> Basically the same character Basically names. Same character names. Um, like, look, I panicked the first time I did it. I want to throw one thing out uh, as we wrap up that I think will probably be a complaint from people in the audience, and yes. it's not it's not unfounded. This is the equivalent of taking those last four episodes and saying it was all a dream. However, they began this sequence by saying, this is all a dream. Yep, they like, sure did. They started saying, this is not Riverdale. This is not, this is not really canon to the like, overall story of the series. So ending by being, like, they were double not real. Yeah, it was, it was a double dream. <laughs> like, Super dream. Like, Ultra dream. I think it just comes down to what you've said every single week. It just went on for too long. It went on for too long. It went long. for too long, and it was paced weirdly. But uh, but uh, but we also said, ended on a high note. We're not the mean Riverdale podcast. No, there are things we like. Yeah. All we want are for Kevin Keller to have storylines, for Cheryl and Veronica <laughs> to get their comeuppance, and... And I will never be able to explain the fact that this ep- that this episode, my favorite episode, would never work. Like, if this was at if this episode was done at any other time in Riverdale, it would be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But hey, Aaron, <laughs> parallel universes. Parallel universes. Speaking of parallel universes, we are about to step into a parallel universe of our own, mm-hmm. which is segueing, sidestepping, <laughs> colliding with our other selves. We're going to, obviously, Riverdale is going on a bit of a hiatus for yep. 10, 11 weeks. Yep. And we Back are on March. Sunday, March 6th? Yeah, it's... Okay, uh, before I say what we're going to do during the off oh, yeah, time, it's, like... it's on Sundays now. Is yeah. this show trying to kill us? 
Yeah, so what we're going to do, because we have other things that we, like, we can't change our, our schedule's kind of set with all the things we do in our life. Our episodes are going to come out on Sunday, presumably, um, but it will be the episode before the one that premieres that Sunday. I think Netflix still comes out on Monday. Yeah, so basically what you could do if you're Canadian and you don't have cable is listen to us on Sunday, listen to us on Monday morning, and then go watch the Riverdale episode that came out the night before. Yeah, or I don't know. I, th- I think some people stack up episodes and they watch yeah. them in a row. But that, that is how, we're not going to change our schedule that much just because they've now moved the entire week. <laughs> yeah, they have been on like every single day of the week except for Mondays, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we are shifting our release dates slightly. Kind of, We've been yeah. Mondays for years. Yeah. When Verdale comes back, we will shift to Sundays. Although sometimes maybe it'll still come yeah. out on Monday. Who but knows? until it comes out, we got We got to do something else. Uh, so after a quick break for uh, the holiday season, just a one week off. Yep, we are going to return to our old friends, our favorites. Shadowhunters. Shadowhunters. It's been a while since we've done Shadowhunters. We're doing season two, the first half of the season. Shadowhunters is very weird. Where, like, they have seasons, but they really are. There's two seasons in each season. Yeah. So we're going to do the first half of season two, which is 10 episodes. So we left off. Jace had gone with we'll, his... We'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do it in the next episode. Good, because we'll I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do the fill. We'll do a recap at the beginning of... Or you can go back and listen to them now. Uh, yeah. yeah like, they exist there. We're, we're taking a week off, yeah. so... <laughs> we'll do a very quick recap uh, that time. But until that time happens... Give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. It really helps us out. We know you have a lot of Riverdale competition out there. We've listened to some of it. It's good. It's nicer than us. <laughs> but we were nice today, so yeah. tell people we're nice. Yeah, tell people we're not the mean podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or hit us up on the social medias. How did you feel about this? Did it make some things better? Yeah. Because for us, it did. We're over at Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. You can check out my websites and my books. They're available at kevinweirbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com, writing every day in the month of December. And uh, you have a good holiday season, whatever holiday you're celebrating. And we will see you when we return with Shadowhunters. Will Jughead save Rivervale? Will Jughead save Rivervale? Will Jughead save Rivervale? Answers all this and more on the next episode of Missy Outsides and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? Will Jughead save Rivervale? 